You're listening to Satellite Sisters Talk TV. This is our weekly recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles, and I'm here with my sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. Julie, it's a two-parter for us to kick off the new year. Leanne, it's almost as if Madam Secretary knew we were going to go on Christmas vacation. (laughs) So they aired one show right before the holidays, and now the conclusion right after. So it worked out really well for us. Right? It really did. It did. It's a it's a heavy topic, so we're not we're yeah. not dismissing that. But in terms of execution of when it aired on television, fantastic. Yes. So uh okay, these two episodes, we're gonna recap them together because it was a essentially a single story told over two weeks. We'll talk about that. Um, It was called Family Separation, and the writers of Madam Secretary went for it. They decided to tackle, you know, a hot issue uh, right in real time because as this- Really a hot domestic issue, which was was somewhat of a departure, but Bess is running for president now. So I guess, uh, I guess uh, we're going to maybe see more domestic issues on Madam Secretary. I don't know. Oh, Julie, that's a good point because as we know from talking to show creator Barbara Hall uh, and EP Lori McCreary, like they have found it a nice- a nice way to talk about some of these issues or or an easier way to talk about some of these tough issues by using foreign locations. But you're right. This was a domestic issue. Mm -hmm. So family separation, very much in the news. In fact, right after the first part of this uh, aired, another child died in U.S. custody. So it was really tragic. And I know on the Satellite Sisters Facebook page, people said they couldn't even watch the first episode. They couldn't get through it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I sat down and watched them both together. And I thought they did a good job tackling this. I thought there were some very moving speeches. Uh, I thought there was good acting. I thought there was not too much hand-rigging. Uh, there was not too much sermonizing, but I sense you disagree with me a little bit. <laughs> Lynn, just, just a little bit. I found, I mean, there were parts of this two-part uh, series that I really liked and that I liked that they were weaving together that, you know, that Henry and Bess being separated, the fam- their family being separated with this larger issue um, of families being separated at the border. I give them kudos for doing that. But I found many of the actual mechanics of rolling out the set, you know, the issues associated with border separate, you know, separating children at the border. I found that somewhat a little bit tedious. To me, it was like, you should do it like West Wing. They should have been like walking around in circles with snappier dialogue. I found like there was a lot of hand wringing and the, you know, the good guys were really good. And I felt like all the bad guys were really bad. So I felt like maybe there, there could have been a little, that could have been a little different too. Okay. But all we right. Just- well, that's also the danger of a two part episode like you have to stretch uh, the main story arc out over you know twice as long as you usually do right so you might throw in a few scenes but um yeah okay so here if you didn't watch the episode because we know we have people that listen to this recap that don't don't watch the episodes so here you go this is the main story arc told over part one and part two they're going to tackle family separation they use a fictional arizona governor implementing the policy in his own home state 
So that sets up a kind of federal government versus states government issue. Right. Okay. The feds in the first part uh, try several legal and legislative options to end the policy to no avail. So there was no walking or uh, talking. Those those were some of the like. I thought that the court scenes were a little. Those were dry scenes. Those were no doubt. Yeah, they, they did show the business of that. Yeah. So, but they, they're listening to you, Julie. So what they do is they put Bess on a plane to Arizona. She's going to go to the border. It's decided the president shouldn't go because the optics of that are not good. Uh, But Bess should go because she's going to meet a Mexican diplomat who wants to check in on his citizens who are being held uh, in a U.S. facility and the Arizona border. So she goes, she sees the children in cages, these very disturbing visuals, and uh, it puts her over the edge, I would say. You know, she Right. I mean, that was, you know, that was true to her character, you know, fictional character, that Bess would not tolerate that, you know, that this was an intolerable situation, that this was, as she said, and as everybody said, it was a crime against humanity. And they, um, and you knew that Beth Bess was going to stand up for that. Right. So, uh, but not only stand up, but speak up because she wasn't meant to really do that. Russell was worried that it was going to reflect badly on her for her presidential run. That's always in the background now, but Bess was having none of it. As soon as she saw what she needed to see, she was haunted by it and dismayed by it. And she ended up being arrested at the Uh Arizona border. So, okay. Cause it's television. It's television. It was it's television because yeah. apparently this administration has no domestic advisors. No, right? no that's there's no one working nope. on the domestic side. It's it's Bess and Russell and nobody else or the guy with the beard, the goatee guy. Yes, yeah. supposed to be is a DOJ. DOJ I'm, not, yeah. I'm not certain. But, you know, there's no one from Homeland Security. There's no one from ICE. There's no one in any other capacity. So, you know, you know, Bess has to do it. She's down there on the border. And of course she gets arrested. Yeah. Uh, you know, Henry weighs in now again with some, <laughs> again, he's sitting there when they're having, she's having drinks with the president. Take your husband a work day. So Henry's there. So in part two of this, uh, we see, basically we see Madam Secretary become a hero for her stance and a symbol to many, uh, right. much to the delight of Mike B and anything that delights Mike B delights us. Doesn't it, Julie? Yeah. I was happy to see him there. It was a like preposterous situation, but good. Bring on Mike B, okay? Because he apparently knows everything, including Arizona state law. I know. And so therefore, so he's able to practice in Arizona like uh, like there's no problem, okay? He comes in, but, you know, Bess doesn't want any special treatment from the judge. She is not. She wants to stay in jail until they release those children. Right. And standing ovation, you know, now. And yes. the judge is on Team Bess, clearly. Let's her just yes. make it. Are you allowed just to stand up in court? We don't know if Mike B is and allowed turn to turn around, turn yeah. around and make a whole political statement and have cheering. Yeah, it was all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then things get pretty nutty uh, in terms of the main storyline. So I'm just <laughs> going to cut to the chase and then we're going to talk about our favorite moments or perhaps okay. our least favorite moments in this ep- this two episodes. Um, so ultimately, with the help of a pot lobbyist, stay with me, a pot lobbyist uh, who happens to be Tim Daly's son, Sam Daly, with the help of a pot lobbyist, a legislative solution is found on the issues at the border, 
best is set free and the children are reunited with their parents. So it takes two hours from Adam's secretary to, to solve this problem, not her usual one hour. But that I, I don't. Was, I still do not understand how we got kids for pot. Lane. Nope, I don't. I, nope, <laughs> I don't either. But you know what? That's TV. They they they're tackling a big issue and they're trying right. to boil it down in the forty three minutes they have of airtime. So for me, I thought the overall tenor and writing was excellent. But, you know, I. I thought it could have been much more over the top. And so I thought there were a couple of scenes like when Bess made her speech about this is not who we are. You know, I actually teared up. I choked up, right? Because this has mm-hmm. been a story that's been impossible for me to watch on the news, impossible for me to read about in the paper. I do because that's my obligation as a citizen. But this is a story that infuriates me. And I was glad to see Bess articulating it in a way that was, right. uh, you know, very powerful, I thought. So, and then I also, the one person I thought was over the top was Russell. I thought he was going to blow a gasket. I mean. What was, again, what was he doing in the courtroom? Yeah. Again, chief of staff, but now he's also acting as chief legal representative on pretty much any issues. Yeah. Well, you know, there's no, there are no lawyers in Washington, D.C., Jewel. No one. Apparently not. Yes. So (laughs) that, uh, so that he has to do all of that. Yes. And for some reason, at first he's like you know he you know he thinks as everybody does that this is an abomination that they're separating children from their parents but then he seems to be arguing the other side when he feels like it's going to be bad for for best politically and that there's going to be some kind of blowback on president dalton so that was he was he was all worked up in this episode lee and no doubt about it but worked up in sort of a very circular way to me yeah, well, he was. He said he was taking the side of cynical pragmatism, you know. So that's is that a political party? Like, it's not a party, party, but it is a okay. it is a way people talk, you know, cynicism okay. versus hope. So uh, yeah, so that's he was going with cynical pragmatism. Clearly, I mean, really, I was worried about him. Just was really worried. Uh, you know, he didn't look good. I didn't think in that so very pale. Episode. Yeah, very yeah. pale. Very pale. Um, I liked there were side stories that involved uh, the senator from Arizona that we'd seen before. I I do not I cannot I did not write down his name. It's like yeah I don't I mean Leon I, and I again he was confusing too because he's yeah. usually Bess's arch enemy right and he you know he's the big conservative you know go, uh, senator from Arizona he's always opposing everything Bess is doing and now all of a sudden. He's all in on the pot for kids thing too. Yeah, after he's in some the pot time, for kids. yeah. I, okay, which I, I didn't. I, I, you know, I think sometimes you just have to suspend uh, belief. You know, just like okay, go with it. If this is going to be the, the story about how we're going to f- free the kids, I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. But he, in the first episode, he, you know, we learn a little bit about his backstory that he is the child of Cuban. Uh, Cuban, you know, refugees right. that came here, uh, the boat people, they call them and was, be- you know, benefited from a, an immigration policy that allowed him to stay. And then we see the backstory of Kat and her father, uh, who happens to live in Arizona. And, you know, he is from Mexico. He only has a green card. He's not a citizen. I thought this was Kat's strongest I agree with you, Leanne. I like that role. was one of my favorite scenes in the part two of this family se- uh, separation episodes. I love that. I thought it was beautifully done, written, acted, 
who was very credible. And it was uh, just very touching that she had completed all forms necessary for her father to become an American because she was worried about him. She didn't think his status with just a green card was going to be strong enough. She was worried about that. And even though they have big differences about her lifestyle and her, her choices, um, he, you know, he was very touched by his daughter's uh, act of love. Yeah, I thought that was a really nice scene and it's probably being played out in many, many kitchens in, in America these days. Uh, it just it felt very authentic to me. And then the surprise background of Jay. Like, did I knew Jay spoke Spanish, but did you know he was, you know, yes, part, I didn't yes. know that. Did you know he was? Yes, Hispanic? I think we knew that. Oh. I think we, that's that's why he uh, speaks such good Spanish. Lee. Oh, OK. I thought, I mean, people speak Spanish. You weren't, but he, so I thought his scene in that bar, I don't know where that bar was. That was a nice looking bar. Um, <laughs> the, the, okay. The, well, the next time you're in DC, you should track it down, Leanne. <laughs> I think it's actually probably in New York where yeah. they filmed, the, filmed yeah, this. So. It is. Yeah. And also like that one scene, I they were supposed to be in the White House having a drink with the president. That was a beautiful room too. That and, was a beautiful yes. room. I don't know where that was. Yeah. That seemed like maybe the Biltmore Hotel or something. That was lovely. Yeah, yeah. it was really we're, nice. we're going to talk about the cheesy Christmas decorations in the uh, in the Oval yes. Office. Okay. A little later. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, Teal and gold, really? Okay, carry on, Liam. I know that was rough. Um, all right, but and then I felt like it was well shot and directed. So those were my uh, pacing was effective. I liked the location. So uh, I, you know, I thought overall, I thought particularly the second half was very satisfying. I, I, to me, I think it could have been a, uh, a single episode, but okay. would have been as powerful. I found I found the double episode just. Uh, just again, I needed more walking around, more snappy dialogue <laughs> in some of those scenes. All right, but we didn't even get to this other big sub story because we wanted to handle the big immigration story first. The vow renewal. Okay, so yes, we, we start by seeing Bess and Henry at a dance lesson. They're learning to tango. They're going to yeah. renew their vows. It's their twenty-sixth wedding anniversary. What and does that mean, Leanne? 26 years. I don't know. but don't, uh, Okay. First of all, I mean, how crazy is it? I just celebrated my 26th wedding. Yes. Happy anniversary, Leanne. <laughs> Good for you. 26 years. <laughs> You're like, just <laughs> like Henry and Beth. Exactly. The two of you. Exactly. You two kind of resemble the characters. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. January 2nd was my 26th wedding anniversary. So I celebrated by making beef stew and we watched some Netflix. We enjoyed it. But... um I thought, did they miss their 25th? Is that why they're doing this big vow renewal? I don't, I don't know what 26th? the significance of yeah. that was. We need some more background information or it will be revealed to us. So we get this. This is weaved through the two hours that, oh, they're supposed to do this and it has to be at a very specific day and time. That's the exact time they knew they were going to get married. There's something about the time and their first wedding because he was going off uh, to, to battle was very rough and he didn't get the church wedding and she didn't get the big white dress and the end and so the kids step in and they're trying to organize the party and you know she wants a band i liked when stevie said oh yeah well sure bands are cheesy but mom and dad are cheesy i did too that was a cute line i wrote that down too leon yeah (laughs) if if that's what your uh, your children think of you that's a good thing yeah i'm totally fine with that and uh so 
so we see at the end of part two, they actually renew their vows in prison. Yeah, just a, just a preposterous scene. Okay, yes. can we can we just start with that? Mm-hmm. The fact that Bess does not have to wear Department of Corrections clothes clothing to begin with, and somehow that cell where is that jail cell? I don't like know. that. I don't know, and that uh, she can have her whole family come into the jail cell uh, area with uh, uh, to witness this, and they're able to bring bridal bouquets, they round up a priest, Leon, they have a change of clothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just... And hair and makeup, to, apparently. Make, uh, hair and makeup, Leon. They're allowed to kiss uh, the prisoner, you know, through the bars. Oh, yeah, it was... It was all standard Department of Corrections uh, there. Yeah, a lot Come of reality. On, no, you know you loved it. I mean, you I know did you loved love, it. I did love it, Leo. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the vows. Henry dug up this letter he had written 26 years ago. That was very cute. And then she was just very plain spoken in her vows. I, I thought they genuinely looked happy. I think they're really married in secret in life. Yeah, they're just, they were secret really, they were, they were giving each other looks. And yeah. I thought Henry teared up. There. Yeah, I thought he was. I mean, I know was... they're actors, but <laughs> I I feel like they secretly married over the holidays. That was you too. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, interesting. At that, and exact the kids day, look though. great. Yeah. I love the floral dresses yes. on the two girls. They look good, and that sort of very light pearl gray kind of dress that she had wedding dress on was stunningly. Yes, with the cape. Now, were yeah. we supposed to imply that Allison had designed it, or just that she had bought it? She had purchased it. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because uh, either one could have been true. Allison, yeah. you know, as we know, the fashion designer. So we see this and, oh, you know, miraculously they renew their vows and then, oh, they're able to go home and be home in Washington, D.C. that night for the party. Time travel, right? <laughs> I know. That's it, Leon. It's TV. She not only gets home, but she's able to get a new hairdo. The house is totally decorated. Yeah. They're ready for like a giant party. Yeah. With a big giant cake. That looks yeah. good. Everyone's dressed to the nines and, uh, and off they go. Yeah. yeah that- she had a lot of product in her hair there. Yeah, she did. <laughs> no, she- and then, and then the piece de resistance, Allison inspired by Daisy's words, aim high. You know, you're trying to book a band for the secretary of state. They actually get Peter Frampton to come and play at the party. And I love that scene so much. <laughs> it was adorable, Leanne. I mean, I think that Taya Leone really is the, uh, Peter Frampton's biggest fan, you know? that was. I like, I like that she just kept screaming, Peter Frampton, Peter Frampton's in my house. Like, that is what you would do. Like, if yes. Bruce Springsteen showed up at your house, that you just scream that yeah. for the first couple yeah. of times. If, if I could get words out at all, Leanne. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> okay, and then a couple of other uh, mini storylines. Do you have anything else on the vow renewal, Julie? No, and- just that it was. It really was lovely. I and it to me, it saved. It held my interest of, um, during the two-part episode. Okay. I was like, I was looking forward to it, even though it was ridiculous. I totally loved it. Yeah, they did a touch of tango at the end, but they never really finished that tango lesson. I, you can't really learn the tango in one lesson. I understand. It doesn't sound like it, Lance. Sounds very hard. <laughs> okay, then I had another highlight for this was Daisy working out and working it. I mean, Daisy, she, I think she wants to signal to the world. She is back in business after the baby. I mean, she looked great the whole show. She looked fabulous yeah. the whole show, Leanne. I mean, she was wearing that cute, short, flirty, flirty dress <laughs> to the big uh, party at yeah. the end, but she was in her workout clothes. Even that black and white number she was wearing oh, was great. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then we had the whole pot lobbyist thing. Okay, can we talk about this storyline? <laughs> okay. Yikes. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's happening. What, what would you like to say about it, Julie? Okay, well, first of all, that Jay is involved in this. Okay, so the pot lobbyist, somehow he trips Jay at an after-work basketball uh, scrimmage. Talk about, you know, pale men can't jump. I know. What is Jay doing playing I don't know. playing basketball? Anyway, there he was. Um, I think uh, the Wesleyan t-shirt should have been the dead giveaway that he's not a good basketball player. So he trips, as I did some background research on this, Lee, and uh-huh. he really did not hurt his leg. This is one time that this was just written into the story. Oh, okay. I wondered about Jay, that. No, the actor Jay was not hurt, but this was just in the storyline that he would appear on crutches. And, of course, he's playing basketball with the number one pot lobbyist, Win. And Wynn just happens to have some CBD cream right there in his sports bag. Mm. And he's really making the hard press on Jay that this is the solution to our border crisis, right? It's pot. If we can reduce, you know, the amount of drugs that come over the border, if we can just grow our own USA um, grown pot, that all is going to be well in, in the United States. And somehow he convinces Jay enough that, that the you know that they go to the White House, they make this pitch, they make the pitch to the senator from Arizona, uh, and but uh, but Jay is also provided with a gift bag, Leon, a yes. gift basket. Okay, I don't know what happened to Jay's daughter during this scene. Where where is the she child? She must have been with mom. I hope she must have been with mom. Yeah, hopefully she's not still strapped in that stroller. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens with the gift bag, Liam? Well, he eats all the edibles. And uh, as I read, with the edibles, like you eat one, you think, oh, it's not doing anything. So you eat all the edibles. Like that is actually a thing. And that's what Jay does. And there, it was funny. And like, I'm not a big fan of scenes like this. But I, I thought actually because he is such a wonk and it was so out of character that I thought it was funny. And then getting the call from Madam Secretary, like your boss in prison, and he's yeah. got a focus i actually thought that was pretty funny i, I yeah. thought that was a funny scene like yeah. <laughs> and then when he hang, hung up the phone he was like whoo that was hard yeah <laughs> so, yeah it was just a it was a goofy storyline making a statement on the legalization of marijuana so that's that's but that was tim daly's son sam daly plays win so okay anyway, well just he, he, is, he is apparently had a winning week because he ended up in the white house and he ended up Somehow that that was part of the solution to uh, to get release the children back to their parents, which we saw in the in the end of the episode. Yes, so, very yeah. sweet scene. Yeah. Um, okay, so our binders full of blouses, Julie. What do you have? Okay, well, first of all, the pearl gray wedding dress was just outstanding. It was so beautiful and elegant, and I, I the the little short capey thing. I I don't know. It was absolutely stunning. I was. I was totally had, you know, outfit envy for what she wore uh, at the at the uh, party when she got back to Washington. That beautiful red skirt that was cute. with the black velour top. Uh, I aspire to that, Leanne. I don't have any place to wear anything like that, <laughs> but it was really spectacular and it just looked perfect on her. So those were two highlights for me. I liked her hair in the mugshot. I mean, I thought it's 
I thought her hair looked perfect in that mugshot so, shot. Okay, something to go to just keep in the back of your mind that if you're going to do a mugshot, yeah. well, what your hair should look like. Okay, good, Leah. Yeah, but just, that's that's really news you can use. Leah. It is. Yeah. And then I thought Daisy had an outstanding show, but I particularly liked that black and white number as she sashayed towards the podium. There, it just had a lot of. You know, a lot of sparkle and swizzle. I liked it. I liked it a yeah. lot. I thought Daisy okay. was great the whole show. Now, I have two dubious uh, distinction awards okay. in the costume design area. The first is for what the heck was Matt wearing at the big party celebration? <laughs> the brown shirt with the pinstripe suit and a vest? What was that? I don't okay. know. Yeah, that was okay, a lot of That layers. was not good. And then the other dubious distinction award was for the Arizona governor's hat. Did, <laughs> where did they get that? Was that Elmer <laughs> Fudd's hat? Or was that uh, Louisiana Governor Huey P. Long's? Did that come out of his closet? I don't. I don't know where. Liam, that hat was like. Let me. It's like the costume designer was like, hmm. What would a racist Arizona governor wear on his head? Yes. Elmer Fudd, Huey P. Long. I don't know. That hat was ridiculous. Well, I think that was the point. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, the funny thing is that actor, I don't know his name, but he's in everything. You know, he's a character actor that was yeah. in everything. So yeah. I was just distracted by the fact, like, where do we know that guy from? So, uh, but. So maybe you needed the hat to anchor, <laughs> right. to anchor him in the scene. Yes. Okay, Lane. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, I that it. was it. And then let's talk about the White House Christmas decorations because okay. those were abominable. <laughs> Okay. First, what was happening on the mantle? Those were like like know. sheared pine. That was just horrible looking. Mm -hmm. And yeah. whoever would put garland over masterpiece, masterpiece paintings, like the Stuart George Washington <laughs> portrait. I was like, get that crappy garland <laughs> off. Sorry. Okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't mean to use say wow. that, but I was. Wow, I was you're fired up. I mean, that. and then I kept thinking teal and gold. Yeah. In the in the Oval Office. Yeah. On the Christmas tree. I don't think so. I just. What What, what was your reaction? Like? Yeah, I thought I was underwhelmed. Is what I would say by the White House. I thought it was nice they had a touch of sparkle in the show, but I I did notice the teal that stuck out right away, and I thought that's not right. That is not right. Not the least bit right. Okay. Make note of that, Madam Secretary, for next year's For when you're in holidays. the Oval Office. When you're in the Oval Office. Oh, and she does at the end tell her staff that she's officially running for president. So yes, that was, that was nice. a nice moment. That was a very nice. No, the, the end, of the end of the episode really saved it for me. So I like that. High point. Okay. All right, Joel. Well, anything else going on? Anything else you want to say about this two-parter, Madam Secretary? I no, can see it was, it was, uh, I'm, I'm glad that we, you know, that we got through it. It was a big, heavy topic. They tackled it and, uh, and it's on to the season. I think we're going to see more domestic issues though. That's what I predict, Leanne. Okay. Good call. Good call on that. On this week's Satellite Sisters, the regular podcast that we do, we hope you join us. You can find it at Apple Podcasts or NPR One or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Um, well, we haven't really had our production meeting yet, Julie, but you and Liz, I know, are announcing your own big adventure tomorrow. Yes, we're, it's, we're, it's a major athletic endeavor that we're taking on, okay. yet, really. And as I've started to drill down on some of the details... <laughs> I was like, I hope these are in col. I hope this is kilometers, not miles. <laughs> As if it's miles. 
I got to do a little more prep work. <laughs> okay. So that will be announced on tomorrow's Satellite Sisters. Also, we're going to talk about our themes for the year and some of yeah. your themes for the year. Uh, well, we don't exactly know what's going to happen. I, I, I also, gonna I'm, I'm going to break down that very curious story of the American that uh, was arrested in Moscow, oh, Russia. Okay, good. As as a potential spy. Yeah, it's a very curious story, Lynn. It's very I, curious. I, I, was, I, I have some insight. You know, I lived in Russia. I lived in Moscow for five years. I have some insight on things. I want to pass that on. Yeah. I, you know, I think when you're carrying around four passports, things start to get weird, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Liam, but there's other other things other, that other are things. troubling that I just, I don't want to mention right now. I, right. Want to, I want you to listen to Satellite Sisters. Excellent. Yeah. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. You can always rate and review us. We appreciate it. We just enjoy doing the recaps over here. So we're happy yes, we that do. you found us. Uh, you can find us at SatelliteSisters.com all the time. Uh, that's our full-blown website. And you can find all the shows there. Or you can find us on Facebook. Facebook at uh, Satellite Sisters. We have both a group and a page. You can join the group. We talk about almost every episode of, of Madam Secretary over there. And you can join us on Instagram at Sat Sisters. We would love to have you on Instagram. All right, Jewel, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 